we had um Love Talk Radio.
Pretty good, and yourself, Miss A. Gas station for a dollar. That's, 
Yeah. Only times no text. I mean, <laughs> nah, not no more. I mean, but you, nah. <laughs> they don't take the magnums. Though. It's only the lifestyles up there. I, I grew up, you know. I mean, but that's the big spender, though. I mean, Think about it. Why? Because everybody uses it, and that's the point that I'm trying to make. Well, Bill's high enough. Everybody uses, everybody uses the cell phone. The cell phone, cell phone bill's high enough, though. You don't think? I don't think you understand. No, I get what you're saying, but no, I'm just saying. You, you, know you just don't want the text on the tampons. No, I don't. I don't. I want it on condoms. I want it on something that is like equally used among all individuals. I want it on something that everyone can use. I want it on massage cream. Like, I want it on something that is for everybody. That's how I feel right now. I don't feel like women should have to pay more. We pay more for everything that we do. As a woman, like what? It's bad enough we have to use them. It's bad enough we got to use them monthly anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I started early. It's, I'm done. Okay, 
I know. Yes. All right. <laughs> now we have some special guests here tonight. We're going to be speaking with them. Yes, and I'm very excited to have them here tonight on our first show. Okay. We have... Y'all hear my drum roll? Can you hear us a little bit of drum roll next Oh, we got you. <laughs> We're here with Mr. Samuel Stills, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Samuel Stills. We're here with Miss Donna, and Miss Donna owns Paris Hair. Okay, and that's on San Diego Drive. And that's where I get all my hair oils and smell good stuff. Okay? Oh, that's why you dress so nice. They can work on your beard. They can have a good <laughs> Take the whole thing. I'm trying to get a bald head. You know, I need need one soon. So. Organic. You gotta eat organic. Okay. All right. So, Mr. Still. 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 I'm so I apologize, okay. Mr. Still. We're gonna turn the mic over to you, and we're gonna let you talk about your uncle's legacy. All right. First name. First of all, my name is Samuel Calvin Still III. I'm from Morristown, New Jersey. I represent the Dr. James Still Historic Office Site and Education Center, which is in Medford, New Jersey. Um, my family history dates back early into the 1700s um, from my great-great-grandfather, who was Levin Still, or Steele. He came to New Jersey, changed his name to, from Steele to Still, from Steele to Still. Um, and his wife, Charity, escaped twice from slavery uh, and ended up moving into an area called uh, the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. They had three notable historic sons. One was Dr. James Phil, who was a self-taught uh, herbalist. And his other, his brother, uh, William Still, who was the father of the Underground Railroad, wrote a book called The Underground Railroad. As most of you guys know that, um, you know the stories of Harriet Tubman, uh, Thomas Garrett, and some other stories, but most of those stories came out of William Still's book, The Underground Railroad. They also had a brother who was left in slavery and um, was left in slavery and after 40 some odd years reunited with his family. His name was Peter Still. And all three of these men were either reading, wrote books about their life or uh, Peter Still someone wrote a book about his life. So with all that, we've kept the history, my family history. Um, currently right now, um, I'm working on raising just a small amount of $5,000 to create a bust of Dr. James Still. Still, um, We're putting it out in a park um, at the Dr. James Still Park in Medford, New Jersey. Um, oh, and at the site, we bring kids through and educate them about the early 1800s and the 1900s. We tell them some of the stuff that Dr. James Still had. He had herbs and different remedies for colds and supposedly he had uh, remedy for skin cancer and those type of things. So, I mean, that's what I'm here tonight. For. You know, that's like a really amazing story to know that much about your history and your family's history, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show, because it's really important for us to do our research and know where we came from. Yes, They always try to make it seem like we just came from, you know, out the bush and, you know, nothing was going on. But really, in reality, it was a lot of things going on. You have to remember that some of the first medical books were written in Africa, yes. and they don't like us to know that, and they don't like us to talk about that, but I'm going to talk about it on my show tonight, and that's why I'm having you here. That's awesome. Well, thank you for letting me be here tonight. Thank you for inviting yes. me. Yes. So, um, 
I want you to talk a little bit more about um, what they can do to um, donate so you can raise the $5,000 so you can have the bus. We have, a, we have an Indigo um, fund site. If you look up Dr. James Still fundraising for a bus, you'll find it. You can search it that way, or you can go to the Medford Historical Society uh, webpage. You can also uh, follow us and hit me up on Facebook at the Dr. James Still uh, Historic Office and Education Center. You can email me at drjamesstillcenter at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, uh, can we, is it possible that, um, like you said, the children can come on to the site and tell us about the hours of operation? All right, this, this summer, what's, what's been exciting this summer coming up, what we have going on this summer is that we got a grant from the state of New Jersey to do an archaeological dig. So we're going to do a community uh, community meeting next on the 19th to kind of start it off. We're going to talk about the purpose of the dig, what we find out in archaeology. Archaeology. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. What we find out by by looking things up in uh in how we what we find out about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I just went to a site uh went to a talk last week about Timbuktu, which is a um, free African American site in West Hampton, New Jersey. And they did a they did a dig there a couple of years ago, and it's amazing to find the things that, that to understand how, as you start digging, you start realizing that I'm looking up my ancestors, and you find out how people lived back then. And to me, all this tie, helps me tie into who I am today. Dr. James Still book talks about um, his life, but what he talks to young people about saving your money, buying property, staying out of the drinking houses back then. You know, being respectful for each other. Uh, it's just amazing because he wrote this book in 1877. So we're, and we're still talking the same stuff that we're talking today. You know, stop being, you know, be careful, be respectful of what you're wearing, and don't blame the white man for everything in your own, for your, some of your problems because you cause some of your own issues and you got to work through that. And by saving your own money and buying property and being smart with your, how you do things, is, is how you how you can overcome and your merit of who you are as a person can take you further than any place else. And that's important for young people to hear that today. It you is. Know, it it's is. very important. Um, a very good friend of mine, she's a principal in New York, and she was telling me that she asked her, um, he, and do you know about uh, Two Chains? Yeah, we know about Do you know about Little Wayne? Yeah, we know about Do you know they have a degree? And she said none of their hands went up. So it's sometimes like we know what to do, but we give out the wrong message. Like it's a discord to the way we give the message to the youth. Yes. And it has to be in a different way. Sometimes the old-fashioned way is the best way. You know, I know I have three children, and if you come to my house, I make them shake the rugs out and sweep the floor, just like it's 1970. Their friends might not have to do it, but it's important because those are the things that build character, and children don't get enough of that. Yes. So I am a firm believer. Thank you, kids, and they're going to rob you later. Like, it's either one or the other. Like, there's no in-between. So, you know, we do have to send a different message to you. That's, that's very important. So where can these books be purchased at? You can you can contact the um, the center, and okay. I can get them to you. That's probably okay. quick. Well, do you want to read the number to the center and yeah. read the information to let people know? You can write. You can snail mail us. Oh, yeah. I like the stamp. You can snail mail us at uh, 
Dr. Still Education Center, Post Office Box 362, Medford, New Jersey, 08055. Or you can contact us on um, Facebook, which is the Dr. James Still uh, Historical and Educational Center. Also at the Medford www.medfordhistory.org. Um, where else? You can hit me up at again on, a G, on Gmail, Dr. James Phil Center, and um, at Gmail. Or you can hit them the way I did on Facebook. You can hit me because up on Facebook. Because what happened was a lady at my job gave me this article because she knew I was starting this program. She was like, I think this might be very, you know, interesting for your little radio show. And I hit you on Facebook. You called me back, and we have you here today. Sure. So that's how things work. Like, technology is beautiful. It is. It is. Know? And I thank you again. It's just, it's just been, for me, I've been telling my family history since I was 13 years old. And um, it's been just amazing. The past five years, I've been really digging deep into stuff. Like, I've been spending hours in the, National, in the Maryland State Archives tracing my third great-grandfather through slavery. It's just amazing to read ledgers where, you know, Negro Boy Levin, you know, raised mm-hmm. money for his master for this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And what has been helpful for me is that because of these books, I've been able to find the clues to trace my history. And people tell me, oh, you, you're fortunate, but I also tell people it's there. I believe our ancestors left the footprint, and a lot of us want to say, oh, we can't find it, and we don't know. You got to take some time and read, and take some, take the time, get into the archives, um, and trace your family history. I had a friend call me uh, this past week, and she said she was talking to a white girl, and they were talking about their DNA results. And the white girl said that she did her DNA. She said that she knew her family was from New Orleans, but she found out the family when they were in New Orleans were black. <laughs> they went to California, and when they came back to New Orleans, they were white. And the <laughs> so she was more black than she, she was, was white. Yes. And so, again, our footprint is there. Yes. And and I think what's been interesting for me also is that the stuff that I've been posting on Facebook about um, different black history, um, whether it be the Buffalo Soldiers, whether it be, um, you know, Frank, Frederick Douglass or Dr. James or William Still. I've had people now hit me up saying, look, you know, I'm, in, I'm looking up my family history now. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you're inspiring me to, to do some digging myself. So I say get into those archives, find those birth certificates. You know, Ancestry.com is a good place to start, but you got to spend some time in those archives. And you will find a lot of manumission of uh, slaves were in land records prior to 1806. So you so you got to dig and try to find who maybe their master was, what kind of area was that. But they're there. Um, I've got a historian in, from New Jersey that's been a phenomenal help. He's a gentleman. He's a uh, he's a white fellow, great guy, really nice person. He saw the stuff I was posting online, and he was like, "Yo, Sam, I appreciate what you're doing because you're telling you're you're digging and finding the truth about the Still family. Everybody's not connected. You got to realize that your great great grandfather came from slavery. He changed his name from Steel to Still." because his wife was a fugitive. So I started posting this stuff, and then suddenly he invites me over to his house. I go down in his man's basement, and it's like 30,000, 50,000 volumes of books and maps, and he's like, he's like, I've been tracing black settlements for the past 25 years. Wow. So he's like, there's 80 or 90 black settlements all through New Jersey. So we're working on writing a book about my family history and the connections all through New Jersey. Um, so it's just been... I've been so busy working full time and on weekends 
running down to Maryland, going to New York. I just did a, did a meeting in New York that I don't know what's going to happen with it, but it'll be interesting to see if it comes to, if it comes comes to fruition. So, but I encourage people to start doing your research. Don't think that, like you said earlier, we just pop up out of the bush, came over on a boat, and suddenly we're here. Because we're more American than Donald Trump and any any other. <laughs> okay. And the, the other amazing thing that I've been really digging in is trying to understand. You know, we all know slavery was around for four hundred some odd years, but it really lasted because it was an economic reason. We built this yeah. country off of free labor, and people need to. And I think that if we all sit at the table, break bread with one another, we'll respect one another, and all this stuff that we're going through now will kind of diminish. My 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 center. I have Quakers. I have Methodists. I have older white people, and we all working for the same cause. They all love the fact that what Dr. James Still stood for, and he was a man of merit. He worked hard. He had three months of formal education. That's all he ever got. He left uh, the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. Went to Philadelphia. Worked in a horse factory, and moved, moved back to New Jersey. And uh, always wanted to become a doctor. He remembered the doctor coming through his, his household as a kid, vaccinating the children. And that's how it got started. So you never know. That image stuck with him at seven years old all the way till he was grown. So we never know the images that we, we plan in our children's minds from day one. When I was a young, when I was eight years old, I had to read this. About every year I had to read this book. I made my son read this book. A few months ago when we went to the Medford Town, Town Council to ask to make the park, change his park over his name. There was three of us that spoke. I had two teachers, two retired teachers that spoke. I get up and speak, and I'm waiting for the town council to start blasting with full of holes. Like, why do you want to put a park here? Why do you want to change the name? And this, this, and that. And so what I had to say, I went to, went to walk away from the mic, and that gentleman on the end spoke up and said, you know, I remember speaking to your son two or three years ago. And I was just floored by the fact that he was so proud of his family history. And here I am thinking this guy's getting ready to blast me. Like, you know, what are you doing? Because Medford is predominantly a white town. Yes, it is. It's like 94% white. <laughs> you know? But it's amazing how that community has, has, gathered, has up. opened up and rallied around Dr. James because there are people in, there are places in Medford that are streets and places named after people that he saved. When nobody else could save them, nobody else could heal them, Dr. James found a way to do that. And it's written in his book. And the book is called The Early Recollections of the Life of Dr. James Still. That's so amazing. I'm just so glad to have you here tonight. And um, our next guest, Ms. Donna, she's going to be talking about DNA from a collection kit. So, you know, you might want to make sure you talk to her and exchange information. Sure. Because that's important as well. I know when I went on vacation this summer, I had went to Ohio, and my family had, um, my cousin Whitney, she had all the information about our family and, you know, where they were from and all the census reports, and, you know, and I was surprised because, you know, when you're black, you always think, well, you know, I'm black, I came from a slave, and that wasn't the case, you know what I mean? She had the pictures and everything, like, you know, and, and even with the name changing, you know, even my father's name, his name is Phil Hayes, but... His grandfather's name was Phil Hayes, and they spelled it F-E-E-L. So he changed, they, they changed his name then, and it showed in the report where they had changed his name. And just a little information that you pick up, you know, and I felt like it made me a whole person 
to know that for, you know, a portion of my life, it wasn't the way I thought it was. Sure. You know, so it's very important, like, you know, to know your family history, know who you are, who you come from, who your people are. You know, I'm not talking about Ricky and them from Alpha Stavison and, <laughs> and all that. I'm talking about who your family really was and where they really came from because it's important, just like my last name is Hayes. And, you know, we, we always joke about all the um, president's kids, all the president's children. You know, Johnson, Jackson, Hayes, you know, Jefferson, and, and none of them are Caucasian people. It just amazes me every time you look at another president's name and all the people that came after him, it's a whole bunch of black people. That's an amazement to me. Like, it's not just Thomas Jefferson, you know. So, you know, it's really important for us to know our history. So, um Maybe hopefully this summer, me and Chubby Roll can put all our kids. You take all our kids together, your kids and my kids, all fit one day. You ride out there and see. One of the houses this summer. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. When the archaeological dig comes, we wrapped up in what the kids have come because it's it's interesting to see when you start finding bits of this and broken pots, or you start realizing that here's a maybe we found a Timbuktu that was coins back from that area that people found. You know, doing doing the dick. So we don't know where. Well, we're, yeah, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. So we'll have to most definitely maybe go uh, too. We get down there with a um, film crew, you know, and, and we'll take it. Yeah, you know, love it. We would love to make that happen. Thank you for coming on the show. No problem. Thank, thank you for having us. And this is yours. Oh, thank you so much. I am an avid you. reader. I love books. I carry them everywhere <laughs> I go in my bag. Little ones and big ones. Please have your children. Read. Yes, I am. You know what? It's funny. I'm dedicating this show to uh, Dr. Frances Cress Weldon. You know, she wrote the ISIS paper. I don't know if you ever read this book. This is an excellent book. If you And, you know, I had to fight my 14-year-old daughter. I bought this for her. I had to fight her to get this book tonight. She's talking about, don't turn the corners. And don't crack the <laughs> Like, this let me hold the book. Like, I, I gave you the book. I mean, I read the book 20 times. I just need to have it with me today so I can dedicate the show. Sure. So I'm just showing you the love that I'm trying to instill in my children for reading and thank education. You. It's very important. It is. It it's is very, very important. important. So thank you so much. Give it up for me, ladies and gentlemen.
I let the kettle cut, I wanna leave Want them to hop with my dick, let a nigga breathe Fuck everybody else, just wanna do it for my team I'm just tired of always look at me Just want the judge to say my nigga free On the mission to get in, everything I want On the mission to get in, where I wanna be In the mansion on the hill, sleeping comfortably On the jet to Italy, blowing Halloween Want the whole crowd screaming smoke, gang fit the G I want the chain brighter than the sun I want my sun brighter than the sun Bang the five every day before to be number one But right now I'm fucked up and I'm on the run Right now I'm fucked up and getting shit I want Got goals, pussy ain't the only thing I want Think she wasting material Cause she got a butt Till you trying to cuddle, I'm just trying to fuck Them niggas wanna fight, but all I do is kill Stressed out with that handy, I just wanna chill Sit back, watch the money machine, go count the mill I just want 50 hit me, say you got a deal Shit, I just wanna pay my mama bills A night with her, just wanna see how it feels All that friend, I just want niggas to keep it real Shit, I just want one loyal friend I just want that all red bitch I want a bitch that another creep Tell her to leave, she don't never leave I need a check that say a hundred G I need a bitch that ain't scared to scrap up her knee A couple lookout niggas for the D A few check please to go back up the weed I just want some loyal friends I just hope the full fifth don't jam I just hope just my last trip to the king I need two checks that say 50 grand but I'm tired of waiting, run up in the bank, we'll get away, all I'm thinking, kicking, what we gotta do is break in, right now how I'm feeling, all your jewels can get taken, he in the club, goons outside waiting, you know they say you gotta have patience, I gotta get it cause I can't live basic, I'm trying to get that money moving like the matrix, so it's no time for no fake nigga, fake bitch, no time for that gel shit. Even though I could get belled quick I play it smart Watch them niggas spell quick My weight ain't gonna fake Alright, we're back Hayes Out Radio Brandy Hayes here We're here with Donna and Drew Paris They're a pair of hair I don't know if you guys are from Have you been in the Nah, I need to now <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You're trying to go there. We just saying he can, right? You have to go over here. Which one? Ezra. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I had to take a ride down that way then. Yeah, I'll bring it down there. <laughs> it used to be the, next to the old Jamaican store. Remember they used to have Jamaican food down there and stuff? By the laundry. Right there by the. You know what? You know exactly where I mean. Yeah, exactly. Caught my first charge down there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. So we're here, and the reason why I asked you guys to come on to the show tonight is because I know you guys do the DNA collection kit. And I want you guys to talk about that a little bit because we had Mr. Still talk about, you know, family history and how important that is. And I figured there was no better way to sum all of that up unless we talked about how you can get your DNA collection kit up. Right? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll get it started. Yeah. Uh, Donna Jarrett Paris, Paris Hair Beauty Supplies. Um, you know, when we first opened the business about a year ago, uh, we wanted the 
Tara Sharon Beauty Supplies brand to be where it wasn't just only people coming for beauty supplies. It meant more than that because of where we were in business. Everybody knows that the Koreans actually own the businesses. Uh, they own the manufacturing plants. So if we have to call someone to get supplies, we're talking to Koreans, unfortunately. So because of that and because of what we wanted to do is bring black entrepreneurs in and onto our shelves, we wanted to make sure that everything about beauty starts from within. And it's very important. We say this a lot to people. Beauty has nothing to do with just hair. Beauty is within. So what we've done is I partnered up with a gentleman who actually is involved with Osarge, which is a company based in London. They partnered with other entities, specifically only targeting Africa. Now, what makes the DNA testing of Osarge different is that they can actually trace just with one swab your mother and your father. So, for instance, my husband years ago got me a DNA test from African Ancestry, right. uh, which was a gift, and it was wonderful. When I got the results about eight weeks later, I cried in the car in Las Vegas because for years I always wanted to understand who I was. I grew up with a Rastafarian father and an African, just basically a, 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 a you know, New York mother who was from the South. And so you don't know anything past that. So when I found out that my tribe was Maori, Tourette tribe, I mean, they go in deeply on what the tribe was, and I appreciated that. When I partnered, when we actually partnered with this group, it went even further. So the GPS of your family, so for instance, if your family is from, say for instance, I grew up in the Bronx, I am now living in Jersey. Well, it detects where you are from, where your family has gone to, so even if African ancestry was to say that my family's from Mali, it might have really originated in Ghana. They might have left because of warfare, running away from white man or anything that is uh, detrimental. And so this African DNA testing that we do at Paris Hair Beauty Supplies it is big. And in, in England in particular, it's huge. Unfortunately, in the United States, it's not so demanding because there are many African Americans who are not willing to test themselves, and that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Mm. So there was a large, it was a, a big difference from the two different places, like uh, from having the results. Well, initially, the for African ancestry, and, and you could probably, because the whole process of African ancestry, my husband got the test for me, um, they are great because they're black and they're. But one thing that I noticed about this one that we have, that we've obtained in partner with these guys, is that. We know for a fact we're the only ones in North America that does this particular brand of testing. And two, we're the only ones that have this link as a GPS testing. And where you can swab just yourself as a female. So there's a time that you can you have to swab the male yeah. and the female to know where mother and father's from. I can swab you yeah. and I'll find yeah. out where both are from. Wow. And that's it. That's amazing. And it's not not costly at all. And uh, just to piggyback off of what she said, Sherry, up until 2012, Black um, AfricanAncestry.com didn't have that technology. Only Osage had that technology where if you wanted to find the male side of where you come from in Africa, Osage had that technology. Up until this point now, I'm not sure if African Ancestry has that technology now or not, but in general, with Osage, you can find out where you come from 
to both male and female just through you. Because a lot of people, they don't know where their father is. They don't know where their brother is. They don't know where a male entity of their family yep. is. So through Osarge, you can find out both sides. But either way, um, we recommend um, you can go through Osarge or you can go through African ancestry, but we highly recommend that you don't go through anywhere else because um, some of these uh, other companies, um, some of these uh, DNA companies, They'll tell you that you come from, I've heard on television, one brother, he's an entertainer, that he's from New Zealand. Now, this is an African brother, right, right, and he's yeah. from New Zealand. And to me, that's somewhat insulting, Absolutely. because basically what you've done is you've told him where the person that was responsible for raping his ancestor, where their DNA came from, you know what I'm saying? And it's all African ancestry, no SARS, they have a DNA bank. Okay, as opposed to the other DNA banks that, that are out there, they're basically based off of Europe. The other ones are based off of uh, European DNA mm-hmm. banks. All right, but African, they may be able to tell you at best that you come from West Africa, East mm-hmm. Africa, mm-hmm. or just general generality. But Osage, they're able to not only tell you what country you come from, but what tribe you came from. Not only are they able to tell you what tribe you came from, but as my wife mentioned, the GPS tracking, your tribe may have been originally from New Jersey, let's say, for argument's sake. Right. But because of war, because of strife, because of uh, white folks coming through trying to kill you, they had to migrate to another area to where that tribe is normally known to be at right now. Osarge is the only one that I'm familiar with that offers GPS tracking out of all the DNA testing kits. And um, knowing where you come from, just uh, like that brother earlier stills, knowledge itself of where you come from is empowering. All right, We are not just descendants of slaves. Our history last dates back thousands and thousands of years prior to the chattel slavery that's known to come along in the Western world, which actually they're trying to water down and wipe out in the history books and make it, make it seem like yeah. it was just indentured service. Uh, yes, right. indentured service. So, yes, yes. Well, you know, they, they made a, a move to take it out of the history book that's altogether. Right. That's, that's right. the next thing that yeah. they're trying to do, is to right. take it out altogether. That's so, right. I mean, I, I know that we can't um, go, keep going back to that, but at some point we have to go back to that to understand where we were before that. It's important for us to understand where we were before that. Because when you start reading a lot of books, not to say don't, don't nobody in here read a lot of books, but everybody in here does read a lot of books, and that's why I want to point this out. When we read a lot of books, we start to understand certain information, how all these great presidents had to go study in Africa before they could do anything here. You know what I mean? So that means that a lot of their ideas were generated from the things that were going on over there. So you you ask yourself the question, why would you put a key on a kite and try to catch a lightning bolt? What would make you want to do that? Maybe it's something that you've seen somewhere else, you know, and that's a part of our history being stomped out. That's the main reason why they stomped our history out, because on the Egyptian wall, you can see a picture of a light bulb. Yes. Yes. Or even even just the judicial system. A lot of people don't realize when you go there, and I, I, I really push for many African Americans, do your best to get over there. See, they will tell you that Africa is a, a wasteland, that Africa looks like this. I've been to 
three different parts of Africa. And Africa's big in the United States. And that's mm-hmm. the funny thing. Because a lot of people describe Africa as if it's like we're describing Trenton. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so I usually let people know Ghana is beautiful. It's wonderful to turn on the television and all you see is us. Reality mm-hmm. TV is us. The news is us. This is us. You don't see not one Asian, not one white, not one nothing on television but us. That is empowering. It is you know empowering. Mean, these, these, it folks, is. these folks are not taught slavery. They have no clue what that is. It is. They have yeah. no clue. We're the only ones that are taught that, and now that's being robbed from us in schools. And what I'm saying is, is that if you don't go there, we had a we had an individual who came into the store. This is when we actually first started. I know mm-hmm. you remember this, mm-hmm. and we mentioned the DNA testing to a young lady who was a slightly older woman, and we were excited about it, you know. And we told her about it, and she gave us this look like, why in the world would I want to know what part of that place I'm from? I, I'd rather be known as a slave. Wow. And our mouths were so wide open because we were in shock. <laughs> I, I, know know they were. I know they were. That somebody would prefer to get flogged, raped, I mean, yep. have children thrown away from yep. them, everything. Tied to two different wardens. Absolutely. Right. Torn in hand. They're right. not the I'm going to get straight graphic right. with it. Oh, please, oh, break yeah. it down. I'm going to get graphic with it because this is the reason why we're so accepting. Yeah. Because we don't understand what it really was. You know, and you have to realize that it's something about us and the way that we're made that we automatically want to love and nurture. Yeah. Yeah. That's what black folks do. Yeah. Right. We love and nurture. Right. That's what Even to our detriment. It, it, I'll tell you this. I have, there's a lot of interracial kids in our family, and not all of them. I'm not saying all of them because I know my family is listening. But I know for a lot of them, our family was the only side that accepted those children. I'm going to be honest. I see it all the time. I see white women with black kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you you have a relationship with a black man, but you can't say hi in the store, and you with this black baby. Mm. <laughs> like, what kind of message are we sending? Mm. I see it time and time again, just like with these Hollywoods and all this buffoonery and adopting all these black yeah. babies. Yeah. This is about this. Yeah. You're not going to tell me it's about anything else. But about this right here. That's probably my manager like, yo, you better calm down with that. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, out ready to go. Y'all already know how we get in here. When the, when the smoke, when all the smoke is gone, the reality of the truth starts setting in. Let's be honest with it. You know, and that's what that's about. So if you want to have a DNA collection kit done, what could my listeners do? Well, there are two things you can do. You can come into our shop. Uh, and you can have it done there, or you can just basically do it in the privacy of your own home. And you send it out, and within 31 to 35 days, you'll have your results. And it's, it's quite empowering when you get your results. It is wonderful for somebody to share that experience with their children in the comfort of their home. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, I know my grandma always told me, child, my mom and them, they did. Like, you see somebody with a phone, you don't ask how much it costs. Because if you ask me how much it costs, you might. But we have to ask. Totally. Because this is available to us. And we want people to know that it's not a high cost to have this done. It's not. It's not. It's not. It ranges from at least 150 depending on what it is. Because okay. we, we do paternity tests, and they do a number of things, but the GPS testing or any of the African DNA testing is actually can go up to 400. You won't pay any more than that. 
That isn't bad. That's not bad. That is. That's not. That's not bad. Chuck, you got your taxes. You gonna pay for that for me? Charles <laughs> <laughs> took my taxes. Childsport oh, took my. I wish I would have known about this DNA test. I could have came there instead of going to them. <laughs> you know, all that trash I threw all year for nothing. Could have went right here. For real. And swabbed her myself. Goodness. Put that in my pocket. Not only about his history, but about our history. That stems from knowledge of self. So any of us out there that has children, um, if you're concerned about Little Wayne and all these shenanigans, mm-hmm. that, that we're being programmed to distract us from what's really important out there, we need to wake up and understand what's going on out here. There is a plot to uh, subjugate our community and to hold us back from, um, from being what we truly need to be and what we can be. And you're absolutely right. And it I, is. I, I, I see it every day. I really yeah. have to say this, and a lot of people talk about, for instance, one of the biggest problems with us as African Americans is that we're not getting along with the Africans. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been hearing it. I, you know, I, I, I work with them. I work with a number of people. I have to tell you, one of the things that we have to embrace, not only just within the African American community, but also our African brothers and sisters that are from like mm-hmm. who don't understand the slavery because they didn't go through it with whereas they know about it and some of them don't. But my thing is is that there is my husband was talking about a level of self esteem. A lot of people call a lot of the African men cocky and arrogant. There is a arrogance because there's an assuredness. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of respect and this is who I am. They don't look down on the floor like some of our younger kids are doing mm-hmm. when they're looking at white people. You're still looking down at that was back in what, eight yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And so there's this level of security with them, and that's what I love about them, because they understand who they are. They understand their power. We need to understand that power here, and that's our biggest problem, which is why that's one of the reasons we brought it in. When, you, when I first found out that my father's Ethiopian and my, my mother's side is from Mali, that in itself is powerful, because my tribe, going back and understanding what my tribe was, these were women who, after all the men were slaughtered by the French. The women were fighting in the hill, and they didn't even know those were the men. They thought they were still men. These women thought they were big and rugged and tough, that the queen actually killed the entire tribe so that they wouldn't be slaves. It's intense. So when you understand your history, you understand who you are, I know what woman, what kind of woman I am. I know what I stand for, the boldness, and I appreciate my husband doing that. That was a great gift. That was a great gift. It really was. That was a power move. If you don't know what to get your girl, and if you listen to my my born day Saturday, right? So you can 
Nevis and get me a swab and let me know I was really related to Nefertiti like I feel like. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? That's a power move right there. So, you know, I got to eat this one. That's a real man move. That's it. But, you know, and, and it's so true because, you know, like when you read those books like Queen Nanny and, you know, um, Nazinga. And, see, when you read stuff like that, and, and and it's true what you said about um, African people, but any people that have been left in their culture, them mm-hmm. people are enculturated. Right. We're not enculturated. Right. I'm going right. to keep it all the way real. Fried chicken and checkered picnic <laughs> wrappers and stuff, that's not enculturated. <laughs> right. 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 That's not what that is, and that's what, that's what we are connected to. And, and I think that's one reason why when we listen to hip-hop, we disrespect our women. We shoot our own brothers because we're being programmed by A&R to do that. Because a few years back, we had conscious hip-hop. But then our level of self-esteem rose to the point where we were making conscious moves for the powers of beast that, well, we can't have them feeling good about themselves. So let's all cut out all the conscious hip-hop and put out hip-hop where they disrespect one another and they yeah. kill one another yeah. and that's how the community is and that's how we are today. So that's why we don't have any respect for one another is because the pop culture is programming our minds to uh to do so we could uh destroy each other. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. And and when you think about it, what you said is right. It was a shift. There was a shift. There was a shift. It was and, and we like to call it the uh I like to call it the great shift that divided conscious and, uh, you you know, because that's what it did. It, did. it really yeah. did. And that's what um, a lot of these conspiracy rappers' death is about. Yeah. Mm. It's about that great shift. And mm. I'm going to go on and say it, you yeah. know, because when mm. you look at certain videos, you know, like Biggie sitting in that yeah. chair and, uh, yeah. you know what I mean, Tupac uh, talking about making this and doing this right. and Big right. Pun wanting to do this. Like, right. you know, that's what the shift divided. Right. You know, so you have to look at that like it it's true. It's true. And and it's the reason why that we don't know who killed these rappers ten, fifteen, twenty years later. We don't know who killed Clyde right. Tupac in front of three hundred thousand people. Right. Right. But they found Mm. But that's why, you know, even in our community, like when you when you had rappers telling kids to be positive yeah. or I know who I am and who I want to be. And, you know, even um, some of the rappers that we really like that get out, you know, it's a lot of that, too. I talked about that earlier. We were talking about that, you know, like Papoose. Like mm. Papoose is a good rapper. Why mm. hasn't Papoose gotten in yet? Right. When you going to let this man time out? When you right. going to let this man get so old? Right. When he's one of the greatest at his peak right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta man, be old and cool like Two Chain. You understand what I'm saying? Well, that's, that's what. It, that's what it is. Two Chain was forty, almost fifty. No, I'm going to be forty. Two Chain got to be forty six. <laughs> yeah, he's old. He was forty two when he had them two gotta, chains. Exactly. So you got to be a Two Chain to <laughs> be an older rapper now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> True. Was that six years ago? I mean, we don't keep up with that. I mean, I don't keep really? up with all that, you know, but I, I listen to it because I, I have children. And when you have youth in the house, you got to understand right. them cold yeah. words. Right. You know what I mean? I might have to check the dad. You know what I mean? 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 
<laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta keep your ear to the street and stay, you know, aware of what's going on. But right now, for me, like you know, I I I grew up in hip hop. You know, it was a time that I stood outside Def Jam and right. uh, Bad Boy all day right. long with yeah. a manager trying to get some. I wasn't yeah. doing nothing else. I'm gonna do this Mercy County thing. Huh? <laughs> I ain't really gonna need that because I'm making these beats on this MP. So right. I most definitely understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I can also remember going to them type parties. And it was kind of like this. Hey, everybody met Mecca. Yeah, yeah, all right, Mecca. Push me right on out the door. We'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, you can't drink no goat blood with Mecca up in here. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't roll like that. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't eat dehydrated things. That's right. You know what I mean? So, it's a whole different thing that's yeah. going on. So, it's all about being consciously aware. Of you know what I mean? And I just think... I just thank every day the creator that he made me consciously aware. I know it can be a lonely life sometimes when everybody's getting a double BLT burger and you're not having it. You know what I mean? You sitting at your table like, I had a frog. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can be a lonely life. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's the best life for me. You know, I'll take it over every day. I know who I am. I know where I'm going, and I know what I'm doing. That's right. You know, it's a different life um, that, that movie. What was that, um, that movie? Oh, the matrix. The make the matrix. Yeah, the it's, it's either you want to live the truth or you want to live a lie. That's if true. you want to live the truth, then you're forced to um respond to certain truths that are out here. You want to live a lie, then you're going to follow the little wings. You want to follow and embrace ignorance out here. Yeah. You know, because it's more comfortable for you. Because reality is a little bit too real for you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you got to realize, like, like this, like, I told the lady at my job about these kids being bad and running out. Oh, these kids are so bad. Everybody talk about how bad the kids are. Let me tell you why the kids are so bad, okay? <laughs> the kids are so bad because to be a good parent, you have to give yourself a reality like that. You understand what I'm saying? And that means you can't go to the club. Mm. That means you can't hang out. Right. That means you can't go by... You, you know what I mean? The spots you used to go by, you know, because you got to watch out for your kids. And see, it's a part of us where we're not turning that off yet as adults and saying, hey, my daughter's 16. I don't go I don't go there no more. You know what I mean? Like, soon my daughter's going to be going in there and we don't party together. Like, you got to catch yeah. a reality check. No yeah, one's I, doing that. No I caught me a reality check. When? For real. You know, I was in the streets for a long time. I even tried pimping at one point. But I honestly felt like that was the most wrong thing to do. Like, uh, it's when I was I was down AC hustling. I was just like, let me try this. I tried, because uh, I don't I was a pimp for two days. <laughs> I, it was wrong. I, I couldn't do it. Like, I I, I have daughters. I was just like, no, there's no reason a female should even have to go through that. Like, I, like I've seen young women, they was, so young and strung out on drugs. And when I was hustling down, I was 24. The youngest person I sold drugs to down there was 18. I'm just like, why are you out here like this? And I couldn't never, like, until, like, I finally got her alone. I talked to her, and a pimp finally got her down there, strung around. I was just like, you know, that weekend, I said, man, this is not, this is not what I'm into. I ain't going to lie. I kept selling the drugs. But as far as pimping, like, that was just wrong. Like, that, that is wrong. That is wrong on so many levels. Like, I... And then some girls, they was, like, being forced into it. Yeah. You know, they catching them, canned little stragglers, and 
to get the AC. You can go right through Camden, through the walk around bus station. You know, you catch them walking around there, sleeping around, and next thing you know, they're sniffing coke and doing everything else under the sun. You know, so it's, it's sad. It's messed up, you know? But see, you wonder why somebody 18 can be so easily acceptable to drugs is because a lot of times they've been born addicted. Mm, yeah. See, I worked in addiction for three or four years as a supervisor in a methadone clinic. Like, yeah, all this funny stuff, yeah, but yeah, I'm going to get me a job. <laughs> At the end of the day, the right. girl clocking in, right. clocking out. Yeah. Reality you know I mean? is so real. I worked in a clinic for a long time in my life, and you know what I mean? It, it it may amaze you that they're young and they come in there like that, but when you see a baby that stayed up for two years that ain't been asleep or 65 days or like when you see stuff like that, you know? Like when I first started working at addiction, they used to say for every hit on the pipe you took, the smoke stayed in there for five hours. Mm. Now it's five days. So you can imagine how long the baby's incubated in there with the smoke and why these people are so messed up. Like, this is the reality of the society we live in. Like, we don't look at that. Then we feed these kids, grandma and love on them, trying to get them right, send them into the schoolhouse. You know what I mean? They all shaking around in the chair and stuff. <laughs> like, I work at a schoolhouse. I know what goes on there. You know right. what I mean? And why why we can touch the kids and why we can't touch the kids. You know what I mean? It would be a lot of kids. I'll tell you, I worked in, in and out of education for 20 years. I'll be 40 Saturday. I work in and out of education for 20 years, but I've never seen so many kids messed up like I have this year. Like, it's like all the little kids is messed up. Like, ain't none of them really talking or I'm not saying all of them, but I mean, like, from 3% to 25% or from like 10% to almost 50%. Like, a lot of these kids is messed up. Well, all this Molly good time ecstasy, mm-hmm. man, these kids are paying the price and suffering. They are. And mm-hmm. you know what the other thing is and what people don't realize is that why they're hitting us so much. I believe even with the autism, the rate has gone so much higher. Yeah, it is. It is higher. So much higher. And now Asia is experiencing it because why Western medicine has hit Asia. Asia. And so now they're trying to get the Westerners out of their country. So, again... It's one of those things where you have to really look at the bigger picture, black people, and start to say, wow, I need to really get my house in order yeah. and understand that there is a war against us. The problem is we're, built, we're, we're, we're trying to create a war against each other. Mm-hmm. Everybody else hates us, yeah. mm-hmm. and we hate each other, but yeah. we trust the people that don't even look like us. That's the Lynn syndrome, where, where we love our enemies and we hate each other. You know, but there has to be a certain level of accountability because you were speaking about the children. And I have this young brother that comes into my store. He doesn't ever go to school. He hangs out late at night with his mother. Um, and she knows that he doesn't go to school, you know. Um, I even had the brother uh, working for me one time. She pulled him off of the job yes. to go travel to somewhere crazy. And didn't let me know that she was pulling him. Didn't care that he didn't have, didn't have a job anymore. I say all that to say that uh, our parents... They need not to be the friends of their children. They need to start being parents. Yeah. Not yeah. worried about being the children's friends. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to tell your children no and be a parent. My daughter comes and meets me at my job. So one day I was doing something. She couldn't find me or whatever. You know, so she had a little attitude by the time I came around. You know, and, and the lady that I work with, she said, oh, not mad with you. Listen, let me tell you something about being mad at your parents. I don't care about my kids being mad at me. I don't care. Kids mad. I was mad at my parents at the end of the 70s, all through the 80s, all 
<laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So you're gonna be mad with somebody telling you what when someone says no, this is wrong. It's true. When you want mm-hmm. to do something. But we live in a feel good society. Go. We don't want to do it unless it feel good to yeah, us. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? We don't want to clean our house unless somebody's right. coming over. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't want to clean our car unless we got to pick somebody up from the airport. You Lord have mercy. tell you about it either. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? We don't want to clean in front of our house. No, right. no, no. Why are we doing that? Preach. You understand what I'm saying? So we're losing the respect within ourselves, and that's right. why we don't have it in our community, and it shows through It does. It shows through and through. Well, as you can see, Mecca, I mean, when you walk into our space at Paris here, we try to create that environment so you can feel good about yourself. This is not just a throw, throw a beauty supply store out, right. and, you know, you've got Korean thing. We've got black women on the walls. We've yeah. got a really lynch letter so that kids can read it. We motivate people by having our shelves stacked with bios of black people who made the product. It is so important that we do that. And so that's why when you walk in, you actually see that you experience it and then you see this big uh, banner that states DNA testing. And that always catches people at the end. It does. It really does. All the things that we're doing is for the benefit of the community. And that's what we really want to do. We come from New York City. And we didn't want to just come to New York City and just make money and stop out. Are we from the Bronx? You know what I mean? Rock and roll. We are. I grew up in the projects of Bronx, New York. We know what, what you know, the ghetto is. Ghetto, <laughs> ghetto projects, call it whatever you want. But we weren't of the ghetto. You get what I mean? Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we had parents who cared and did what they needed to do and I grew up with strict parents. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what we do with one another is what matters. We giving to you, we giving to us, we support one another, we build a community. And so that's really what we're about and that's why we wanted to make sure that we instill that same value to people who come in and people who actually wind up working there for us. And I'm gonna piggyback off of what she said because I really didn't have parents like that. Since pretty much eight years old I was raising myself. Okay? And for the people out there that don't have parents like that have some self-respect for yourself. You don't need parents. You don't need a mother or father to tell you what's wrong. You know what's wrong. Have some self-respect for yourself out there as an individual to not give in to all that garbage that's set up out there for you to give in to. There's no excuse for you to belittle yourself, all right? You have a self-conscious. You should know better. If you don't know any better, then you ain't worth it. That's what you're telling yourself. You ain't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know what? Did I tell you about the first time I went to their store? Okay, I go in this. I I, I, I go to Paris here, right? Like this is this is the truth. This is not an exaggeration. I know everybody's like, oh, that's always exaggerated. Listen, I go to Paris here. I go in. I fall in love with the store. Okay, I I spent like a hundred and sixty (laughs) dollars. That's why I ain't been back. When I call, he's like, we ain't see. We still using that. Closed out. Did we, did we close out the store? I, I, I and the kids so. were just enjoying themselves yeah. and just reading everything and just running all through yeah. the store and having a good time. I mean, if you've never been there, it's the place to go and take your kids. Honestly, it's not only your beauty supplies. See, we we go to Kim. We go to Lee Kim. Mm-hmm. I like Lee Kim. <laughs> I come from 
back next time, Lee Kim. That's why I tell Lee Kim today because she act like she ain't want to wax my eyebrows. She know my party tomorrow. <laughs> I say, Lee Kim, you want to come back? I, I come I was, back. You like? I was wondering why your upper lip was red. Yeah. I see what's yeah. going on. I know that's right. I, <laughs> I know that's
because we have to meet people, okay? Got to meet the players who are selling, the people that own the L'Oreal's and the Johnson & Johnson. All these people are in one room. And we go in there, there's no respect. You still hear them speaking oh, in yeah. Chinese language or Korean language. Not the fact that we're black, that we don't understand what they're saying. But, it, again, they own it. And they'll let you know no, they own it. And this is the problem. The problem is we've actually know this. We've gone around them. Right. Like we figured out how to go around them. Right. And so what mm-hmm. we've been doing is teaching others. We've got quite a number of black-owned beauty supply stores who are opening, which is great. And so we're happy that we're becoming a part it's of that. It's called Operation Take Our Hair Back. Right. Yes. So, very important. Right. Yeah. yeah, we just want to encourage all the brothers and sisters out there to buy black, yes. shop black, yes. and um, stop sending your money outside of our community because um, our children need it, our schools need it, our buildings need it, mm-hmm. um, our streets need it. We need to invest in ourselves because those that you're investing in, they take your money out of our community and invested in their own community. And you know what the funny thing about it is? They sell all them hair products. They don't even have nappy hair. <laughs> that's the crazy part about it. Well, that's why they get someone in there. Who no, 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 no. I mean, like, the gray and the oh, texture. Oh, I guess. When you understand how to brush a little black boy hair, huh? But they sell it to us. You understand what I mean? They sell us the glue. They sell us the gel. They sell us the perms that cause cancer. Because Dr. Africa has let us know that all that stuff causes cancer. And all this Say it one more time. Dr. Africa has let us know that that stuff causes cancer in our system. So you're talking about the perms that cause the cancer? The perms. Yes, <laughs> what about that underarm deodorant with all the aluminum oh, in yeah, it? Where does that breast cancer come from? Oh, that's, oh, yes, that's, that's where the breast cancer comes from? That's where the breast cancer comes from, uh-huh. definitely, yes. So you mean to tell me that we're getting all these cancers from all these toxic products, products that, that we're we put into in? our system? Oh, really? Yes, uh-huh. because um, I'm not being fresh when I say this, but there's a book called The Cunt Book, okay? So it's book. Yes, right. and it talks about, it's funny that I'm bringing this book up when I talked about the tampon tax earlier, but this book talks about how they have all these products to make us feel like we're so dirty and wow. nasty right. and how they have a million-dollar business yeah. on all these products on something that we need. You know what I mean? Just like they have the FCS spray, right. feminine deodorant spray. Right. You know what I mean? I don't see no funky dick spray. Right. right. I ain't right. walk past right. no CVS right. and see no funky dick spray right. and then no funky ball spray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it all the way live. X. There ain't no X. <laughs>
Get that cream, the hair, yeah, the, um, the cortisone. What about, like, like it didn't, see, I didn't, cause plus I work on that truck, so when I, summertime, I start working on my wife beaters, so it didn't, <laughs> oh, yeah, garbage man. <laughs> yep, nope, I'm a Central Jersey, nope, yep, throw my trash every day. Yeah, so when I, when I started working there in the summer, I started working on my wife beaters. So I was getting a tan, but then the rest of the body wasn't tanning. But then my eczema started breaking out with it, and now it's like, it's like it's crazy under my shirt. I mean, my arms is all held back, but like my neck and my body is like it's still two tone. But you, you, you know why you, you're getting that on um, eczema things of that nature because you're using products that weren't made for you. Yeah. Those iries, those dials, the the, the doves, and all those soaps aren't made for our body chemistry. Right. The shampoos. When white folks, when they wash their hair, they want to wash the oils and moisture out. Yeah. When we wash our hair, we want to keep the oils and moisture out. Yeah. So if we're using their products, we're drying out our hair, we're drying out our skin. Okay, we need to buy products from black people for black people. For fire. That's where we need to be on the But also, we always, we always tell people, listen, also, be aware of your diet. Same diet is a yes. big part of eczema. You know, yes. If you go to Africa, you will see that most people there don't really have eczema because one, the moisture of the air. And yeah. we're this is this is not really where where our skin tends to be more understanding. Fine. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not for us. You'll, you'll notice that, but it's what you're eating as well. So part of that is what you're using and eating. It is detrimental to understand that that could be the reason your skin has not evolved or has not been better. So if you, you come through the Paris Hill, we can take care of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely coming down there. Yeah. Uh, you got the mic, so you can blow us up if it don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely coming down there, though. Yeah, two girls, one son. I said my son in a racial. So, Somewhat. No, no, I was just saying. Because, no, because, you know what? Because I'm sitting here thinking about his hair, like. Well, <laughs> well you know what, though? Cause, yeah. See what it is, though? His mom, black and white, then. I'm just a full black guy. But I actually just found out my grandma had a white, uh, grand, I think her grandpa was white. So I've been trying to figure out where my freckles and light skin come most from. Of, most of us have yeah. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you understand that you are a black man. Yeah. And Right. Has that dominant gene always comes out and they know it, and that's why they cannot have that dominant gene stand out so much. Yeah. Try to squash it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, you definitely have to come by and get a product that is natural, get a product that's going to work for you, get a product that somebody who knows your skin is going to be for you. Well, what's our business hours? We are open 7 30 and we're even open on Sundays from 2 to 6 30. Okay, so you open seven days a week or six? Six. six. Okay. Mondays. Mondays, okay. All right. So like the barbershop then. <laughs> All right. Yeah, definitely got it. I'm definitely have to come well, by. We're Yeah. So Trent now is fantastic. We just had a film crew here uh, a few 
Well, actually, um, the young lady's going to come back and be on our show. There you go. And, and, there we and she's go. a producer, 18 years old, and is a filmmaker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's yeah. definitely amazing. That is beautiful. It's huge. It's very, very We got to take care of these babies. We, we got to spotlight them. Yeah. We do. And she's taking care of other babies, but they're in range. I know. She was telling yeah. us. And it's good. It's very, very good. It's amazing. This is yeah, that's definitely amazing. Show. Yeah. yeah. We were happy to be here. Yes, thank you for inviting me. I got to get back by there. I got to bring the girls back. You do. As soon as I get my fake patches, I'm coming. Blueberry pear. Yes, I am. And you need to leave that Lucy alone. Yeah, yeah, leave Lucy. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, no, oh, Lucy. Hurry up and buy it. Hurry up and buy it. Hurry up and buy it. Every time I go in, I say, oh, no, Lucy, I'm going to need the hair. I do get mad at Lucy. She's like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I have to tell you before we leave. The Koreans actually were selling fields of land in Korea to buy use parcels. People don't realize that they, they were they were selling some land just to buy because they were hearing that they could make a lot of money. Now a lot of them are not making money, and so because when because we're going natural, natural, natural right. yeah, good. So keep it up, sister. Good. Mm-hmm. 
they worked here, but they wouldn't send their kids to in our community to school. But now they're starting to send their kids. Mm. See, you know what I mean? Respected. They should be supported. Do you understand what I'm yes, saying? No so those are the stories that I go to. Because exactly. I know. Exactly. I know you exactly. live in the community, you work in the community, you're paying tax in the community. Right. But just like a lot of people that I work with, like a lot of people that work for the state and in education, like they don't live here, they don't work here, they drive around here like they don't care. Mm. You can see how they drive around downtown because I live downtown. Right, yeah. Now, they'll work here and get paid here. Even, like, even where I work at now, they'll say stuff like, oh, I don't drink Trenton water. You work in Trenton, you, you get Trenton money. So what's the difference? Like, you know, so you those things, too. Like, I feel like sometimes we need to have people that live in our community work in our community. And if you don't live in our community, you don't need to work in our community. Get them down to people in the community. Yeah. Right. Everybody, just like these houses that they put up here on North Clinton across from this firehouse, they didn't give not one of them houses to black people. Which you one? Rush Crossing? Right on North Clinton. Rush Crossing? Right on North Clinton uh-huh. Avenue across from the firehouse where North Clinton meets Olden. They just put up six or seven new houses. Mm-hmm. They didn't give none of them houses. The human, uh, habitat didn't give none of them houses to black people. And the man came in the community and said, we ain't giving these houses to black people because they tear them up. All these houses going to Spanish people. Like, you can't do that in the community. They put 100 people in one house. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I mean, at least our house smells like fabuloso and all that. <laughs> wow. All right, well, I want to thank you for being on the show. Yep. Thank you so much, guys. We will be coming down to Terrace Harris. Yep. Going I to- should, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because all- you think all my kids are sitting Yeah, they're all fit in my truck. They had to be in the back, though, all the way in the back. Where the bed used to be. The bed the bed ain't there no more, though. Yeah. Without the, but remember, I didn't have the baby sheets. That was BK. Yeah. He got more money. <laughs> For that, if you want to grow hair, we have an oil for that. You have a whatever for everything. We have a cream that eliminates arthritis pain. An African company eliminates arthritis pain, zero chemical. What's it called? It's called um, Healing Healing uh, Healing Ultra. Healing oh. Ultra. And so it's fantastic. Sold out. We brought it back. I think yeah. we have some you got, more, you in. Got more in. And this is it's phenomenal. And again, it's all natural. Again, come down there and get my mama. If you got acne, we got a, a facial detox that eliminates acne. Oh. Zero chemicals. Oh, I might be able to eat some chocolate. All right. But again, all black. Only. All black only. All, all natural. We got the weeds and everything. Yeah, you got the bundled hair. We got all. Yeah, they got the bundles. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all also do Y'all also do hair in the shop too Or you don't do that We also got the oil for your locks We got the shampoo for your locks And we have the education On what hair products to use If you're transitioning from that Chemical crack to natural hair We have the education to help you transition your hair to make it more manageable. Yeah, we call it so we got you. And you also can have a DNA collection yes. done there. Okay. To top it off. To top it all off. The cherry yes. on the cake. Where you came from. That's where right. your ancestors That's came right. from. Cute. All up in your business with yes. the GPS. Yes. You 
where you are from. That's right. And let's not forget, they can also help you keep from going 470, what is it, 475 South Broad to get the DNA testing. (laughs) 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 No, 175, that's what it is, 175. Yeah, Yeah, I know that number. I was down there. Tread 
Mills can't run that. You M-O-B, I'm M-O-E. And that's music over everything. I put that on everything. No need to deal with drama that they never bring. Paid my dues and I ain't even asked for change. Look, boy, I'm going wild for the night. Nine inches in your bitch going wild with the pipe. Dick ass in your ass up, you going wild with the hype. Like Facebook post, I poke going wild with the knife. Balls, I got that. For sure, go get a 23 on that back nine. My stroke got better. Give a fuck what you're going through. What you will or you won't do. Ain't gotta marry the game. Fuck that bitch when I want to. Oh, fuck that bitch when I want to. Fuck that bitch when I want to. Uh-huh. Call her right on over and fuck that bitch when I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. me. Trying to get it together. That all. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Seven cars from Chevrolet. Let me put it this way. If you have a new car like this new Impala with a bold, impressive, modern, uh, modern look, but you'd hate to hide it in an ordinary garage. All these cars come cash paid And all of them grown-ups, they come with ashtrays From the 87 Cutlass to the 68 Stingrays And you know she can't smoke great But the seats like parquet Brought blades for the 88 Caprice Sway swivel bucket seats that remind me of my Jeep You hear me blocks away, you got the monster beat Girl in my passenger so in cleavage like she worked for Twin Peaks Hooters on the dashboard 220 when I mash on Panoramic roof Look like a glass backboard all I ask for, you getting in, wipe your feet before, don't touch the stereo and buckle up when you sit in, the 68 Chevrolet come from the era of the sit-in, I painted a triple black and nicknamed the Huey Newton, like pants on wheels, giving white women chills, they call it revolutionary cruising, 20 acres of land, one big brick mansion, backyard all sand, the nerve of them, to ever ask me what I rap for, I just smile and tell them garages with the glass doors, king of the car top, that money SS with the balls brought, that was mixtape money, which is the funny part, 354 ball, got it all Saladin, my Muslim cohort, first time I lay eyes on it, it stole my heart, shout kelp for the link, another one for the fleet, now that's money, Meryl Pollard, man, I'm like 14 deep, remember Walking 16th, dreaming of riding clean Hoes in back of jeans, 100 miles on my Jordan 13 That was before the sneaker closets, glass door garage Euro, Euro tour deposits, I was thinking about robbing Our 
the dope boys in the Howard signs and robins. They was riding around in farms, disrespecting the hood. The first terrorists to come through the jungle. You know around here it's American muscle. Pontiacs, bow ties, and fours get love too. Sedan in the coops, pickup trucks get stored too. Take it easy.